Blog Talk Radio. Friends 
are not friends and enemies are so close to me. I don't know who you supposed to be. So contemplate that before approaching me. Got the south side right behind me, homie. And for me, that's plenty. Now the bypass the drugs and the haters and the handy play the politics right and ever so gentle. Up and snatch that bread, get the fam fed, get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance, or maybe they did and just couldn't advance, damn all I can be, I am more than a man, y'all don't understand, gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question, and all I see is me, father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was talking that cheese like a new gift. Everyone be crucial I can never break You will never see me do so Resolution I will always be on top Like resolution Got the life Cause I'ma shine bright Pump the music baby It's a revolution Feel the music baby It's a resolution Pump the music baby It's a revolution Rain in the windshield The wiper blades Got me dazing off In outer space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through. In the meantime, I just grind and play dudes. Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shine shoes. Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise the face. And egos are much better than you. My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose. And you know it won't stop till a brother talking shop. In an office with a view, and a 30 story drop. And a pretty girl or two saying, man, we take your shoes. Clever, welcome to the top. Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play me Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Food, Candy Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Food Hit clever, hit clever. Shout out to my niggas.
Radio Network. When we understand incorrect information, incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information, incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking correctly applied, correct information. I want to start off by saying all things, praises, honors to the Creator and the ancestors. Without them, we would not be here. I want to say peace to Big Brother L. Big up. Shout out. Big Brother Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network.com. Creator. Recorded air. Originator. Once again, that's High Frequency Radio Network.com. I would like to invite you to check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. Tower Towns, welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for the email list, which is vitally important. Find the Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. You can also get your learn on. Check out the PDF section. Schedule a consultation directly from the website as well as make a donation. It's always greatly appreciated. I want to say thanks to all the listeners. Foremost, all the listeners. I want to say thanks to all the live listeners. I also want to say thanks to all the live callers. Those calling to switchboard 424 There was another number of folks around. I don't know if it still works. It's weird. Peace to you as well. You call it to the other number. It's all the internet listeners. All the podcast listeners. All those sharing the MP3s. I also want to say peace to all the trustees. All of them. As well as those investing in their private education. Foundation. I appreciate it. As long as you're investing in your private education, I applaud you. Finally, I want to say peace to everyone that I've done business with in the public. As well as the private, anyone who has sent an email, well wishes, the current event, anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. So, I want to say thank you, thank you. current events. Real quick, I got a great show lined up, though. Today's episode is the foundation. What is real money? Why does it matter? Kind of, you know, move a little back and forth with regards to the topic. We'll get into that. What is real money? Why does it matter here on the foundation? I want to say thanks for joining. Everyone, peace. I trust I can be heard clearly. If not, if you know me, shoot me a text. Let me know. In the meantime, let's get into these current events. But 
Um, this is a this is a good show. This is gonna be a great show, great episode. Now I did some research. I got now I guess I fell into some more research, and I feel like I put it put together a solid show, chock full of information. You know what I mean? So I, I trust that you feel the same when we are finished. But check this out. So let's get into these current events. I can jump into this show. I'm looking forward to it. First and foremost, CNN.com, Chinese investment in the United States has plummeted 92% just this year. That's 2018. Chinese investment in the United States nosedived in the first five months of 2018 amid mounting tensions between the world's two largest economies. Chinese investment totaled only $1.8 billion between January and May. That's a 92% drop compared to the same period in 2017 and the lowest level in seven years. According to a report released by Rhodium Group, it's a research firm that tracks Chinese foreign investment. We all know why this dramatic decline is taking place. 92% is a lot, though. And, you know, we got the trade wars going on, we got, you know, the sanctions and the tariffs and, you know, whatever's going on in the United States and the public. So the economy's breaking down with regards to, you know, United States investment and investment-grade securities. Moving forward, this is the daily coin. Russia is dumping U.S. treasuries and buying gold. Um, the three largest holders of United States Treasuries are not in a buying mood. In fact, they're selling. Japanese dispose of $12.3 billion in U.S. US debt. Meanwhile, the Chinese Treasury holdings fell by $5.8 billion. The Federal Reserve has also shed about $70 billion in United States bonds since launching its tightening program last fall. So far, individual and institutional investors have picked up the slack. But we got to understand, you know, the bank that most people consider the United States Bank, Federal Reserve Bank, doesn't even have, is dumping treasuries as well. Lost in the latest data about treasury holdings was the fact that Russia dumped nearly half of its U.S. debt in April. But even as it divests itself from U.S. bonds, Russia's total reserves have grown as the country adds to its gold holdings. In just one month, the Russians sold $47.4 billion of its $96.1 billion in U.S. Treasuries. That's half, or close to half. The Russians don't hold very much U.S. debt compared to countries like China and Japan, so their sell-off isn't particularly meaningful in the big scheme of things. This is the writer of the article, not me saying that I think it is meaningful. The country is obviously trying to unshackle itself from the U.S. economy. As part of the strategy, the Russians have aggressively added to their gold hoard. The Bank of Russia said that its holdings of gold rose 1% in May to 62 million ounces. Russia has bought gold every month since March 2015 in an effort to diversify its foreign currency holdings and minimize its dependence on the U.S. dollar. 
according to the World Gold Council, Russian gold reserves increased 224 tons in 2017, marking the the third consecutive year of plus 200-ton growth. In February, Russia passed China to become the world's fifth largest gold-holding country. Russia is not alone. A number of countries using gold as an offensive counterweight to the dollar as an emerging axis of gold. These countries include the BRIC nations, including Russia, China, Turkey, and Iran. The axis could ultimately undermine dollar dominance. At the least, stockpiling gold makes these countries less vulnerable to U.S. sanctions and economic pressures. There are efforts underway to create alternative payment systems in gold that will enable countries to operate outside the dollar-denominated SWIFT international payment systems. The gold-based payment systems will dilute and ultimately eliminate the impact of U.S. dollar-based sanctions. While the U.S. and other Western countries can effectively lock out countries from the dollar system, they have very little control when countries start doing business in gold. Since gold is physical, not digital, there is no way for it to be hacked, frozen, or electronically diverted. It cannot be inter, um, interdicted through SWIFT. Gold is fungible and non-traceable, and the yellow metal is relatively easy to transport. In April, Turkish President Erdogan took things another step publicly suggesting international loans should be made in gold instead of greenbacks in order to prevent exchange rate pressure on economies. And, quote, I made a suggestion in a G20 meeting. I asked, why do we make all loans in dollars? Let's use another currency. I suggest that the loans should be made based on gold. While Russia dumping treasuries had no real impact on broader bond market. Some have expressed concern that China could do the same. The world's largest holder of U.S. debt was to suddenly hold a fire sale that would create significant problems for the American economy. Interest rates would likely soar and the dollar plunge. That's on the Daily Coin. Y'all can check that out, thedailycoin.org. Why is it .org? I just don't know. Moving on, CNBC, the Dow drops more than 200 points and snaps a four-day winning streak after the United States unveils new tariffs on Chinese goods. Chart, uh, a sharp fall in stocks closed the day today in trading as the war erupting in trade between the U.S. and other major economies intensified with the Trump administration unveiling new tariffs on Chinese goods. The Dow Industrial Average fell 219.21 points, with Caterpillar, DuPont, and Chevron as the biggest decliners. The 30-stock stock index also snapped a four-day winning streak, its longest since June 11. The Trump administration published late Tuesday a list of 10% duties on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods. The tariffs won't come into effect immediately, but rather face a review process with hearings taking place mid to late August. The announcement came just days 
after both nations imposed $34 billion worth of tariffs on each other. The sharp market reaction to last night's announcement by the Trump administration shows how sensitive markets remain to any tariff news. This is Jeffrey Klein, top chief global investment strategist at Charles Schwab. Klein top added that second quarter results could offer some insight into whether tariffs are having any actual impact on hard data rather than in sentiment reflected in surveys and markets. So far, we haven't seen any material impact. As far as I'm concerned, that's BS. I know a lot of um, companies that rely on steel for their products. There's, they're, they're talking about an increase in the price of steel in the, in the range of 40% and higher. So that's crazy. Moving on, CNBC. Once again, U.S. Treasury yields inch lower as trade woes surface. U.S. government debt yields inch lower today after the administration. President Trump sparked a new wave of international trade fears upon announcing a new list of Chinese tariffs. Trade anxieties ramped up again across markets after the publishing of the list. The tariffs won't come into effect immediately. Trump is currently in Brussels attending a two-day NATO summit. They're in the first leg of his European tour. U.S. producers' prices increased slightly more than expected in June between gains in the cost of services and motor vehicles, leading to their largest annual increase in more than six years. The Labor Department said Wednesday's producer price index for final demand climbed three basis points, which also caught a bid it's the rising gasoline prices. That's what we're talking about here. Mostly rising gasoline prices. Last but not least, Trump blasts uh, Harley Davidson upon Harley Davidson announcing that they would be opening factories in Europe to avoid the new tariffs imposed by the Trump administration. I just wanted to read that headline just because I don't know how many corporate enterprises this dude has ties to that are outside the United States. But, you know, talk about some type of hypocriticalness. This is where I'm going to stop on current events because I want to get into the topic. I appreciate y'all checking it out. Appreciate y'all, you know, sticking for the current events. I love y'all. That's why I bring this information. I wanted to start off by saying this. I want to talk about what is real money. But first and foremost, I got to touch on this. We got to understand the difference between money and currency. Now, I know for, for most people... This is, this is easy to understand and grasp. But for others, it's not. And with that being said, currency is specifically legal tender that is accepted for the payment of debts, known as you know, money, known by us as money. But really, when it comes down to it, 
currency is not money. If you look at your dollar at the top of the dollar, the Federal Reserve note, it says that, Federal Reserve note. Then it says $1. And I just wanted to say, you know, a dollar is a fixed measure of weight. So Congress stated what a dollar was, and it was a specific measure of silver in a coin form. So at the top of the dollars, it says Federal Reserve note. I have in my hand a silver certificate. Okay? And this silver certificate is labeled silver certificate here at the top. That's what it says. It doesn't say where, where, where you see it says Federal Reserve note on the top of today's dollars or so-called dollars. Um, on a certificate, it says silver certificate. And it says this certifies that there is on deposit in the Treasury of the United States of America $1 in silver payable to the bearer on demand. Okay? So really what this was is the United States or the government wanted to manipulate the purchasing price of the dollar. And the only way to do that, the only way to manipulate the purchasing price of the dollar was to remove the gold and silver backing from the currency. So, 1933, there was a gold confiscation act because the government wanted to manipulate the per- manipulate the purchasing price of the dollar. So during that gold confiscation act, it was actually illegal to privately hoard gold and silver. Now, was it a gold confiscation act that can be debated? Most persons, if you read that the, you know, the executive order it was all per all persons must turn in their gold or something. Now they exchanged. I think I believe it was two to one. So your gold and your gold certificates and your silver certificates they gave you for one dollar they gave you two Federal Reserve notes, and that's what started and kicked inflation in motion. Now I want to say this. Inflation is really just the depreciation of the value of the purchasing power of the dollar. That's really what it is. The prices of goods and services are not going up. What's going what's what's going up is the number of currency notes that you're using to acquire these particular goods and services. Gas is still gas. A gallon of gas is still a, a gallon of gas. Nothing has changed. It might be refined a little different. might have some additives, but gas is still gas. A gallon of milk is still a gallon of milk. There's nothing changed with regards to milk besides, you know, there might be some more hormones in it or, you know, things of that nature. But a gallon of milk is still a gallon of milk. And gasoline, you know, uh, I remember, you know, my father, 
and my grandmother specifically would talk about, you know, gas when it was two, three cents, you know, 10 cents a gallon. And, uh, you know, it fluctuates between, you know, around three and four dollars to two to three and a half dollars or something. And that's because the purchasing price of the currency that's being used to acquire this specific commodity has lost its value. So like I said, it was it was illegal to privately own gold and up until nineteen eighty five. And what happened in nineteen eighty four the IRS proposed legislation that numismatic coins will be non confiscatable. The next year, nineteen eighty five, Congress passed legislation, the American Eagle Gold Coin Act. And in the next year, the following year, they passed the American Eagle Silver Coin Act. Now, let's back up. The silver certificate says, this certifies that there is on deposit the treasury at the treasury or in, I'm sorry, the treasury in the United States of America, $1 in silver payable to the bearer on demand. So you can go to the treasury, United States Treasury, and hand them that silver certificate, and they will give you one, roughly, it was a little less than an ounce of silver. Now, you can't do that any longer. Now, what that was is the certificate or the note took the form of money because it was backed by substance that which was gold or silver. When they took the, the backing, the gold and silver backing away from the dollar, they took away the substance that was backing the notes and kicked inflation into motion. So what is money? Obviously, gold and silver is money. Platinum, palladium, diamonds, emeralds, pearls, collectible art, collectible cars, land, real estate, whether residential or commercial, property, homes, so on and so forth. Now, I'm telling you this because right now, there's 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 a movement happening behind the scenes. And what I understand, you know, being informed, that move is to asset based currency, asset based credit, and asset based wealth. And when I mean when I say asset, I mean tangible assets. Tangible. Things that you can hold, that you can touch. Not notes. All right? So with that being said, there's been a push in the past few years, if you've been paying attention. It started off with cash for gold. All these cash for gold spots started popping up. People started selling their gold and their silver for Federal Reserve notes that are worth nothing, in my opinion. They're worth nothing. You can get stuff with it that's worth stuff or worth something, but the notes themselves, in my opinion, are worth nothing. 
You got these cash for gold popping up. All these different cash for gold spots coming out of nowhere. People started selling their stuff. There was a um what was that thing? Cash for clunkers. Y'all remember that during the Obama administration. Um the federal government was giving people seventy five hundred dollar vouchers to go trade in their car, put themselves in more debt, and to get a new car. And they they was looking for clunkers. So when they said clunkers, they had a specific criteria had to be made during a certain year. And then you would get cash for your clunker. You couldn't get it for like a car that was five years old or something like that. It had to be what they called a clunker. And what they did was they crushed those cars because they were steel. They crushed all those cars because it solved the dilemma for the United States government. Because at that time, and you can, it was just starting, but you can really tell that you can probably surmise that this has been, what we see right now is an escalation of what was happening before with China. At that time, China would not accept Federal Reserve notes for payment on the interest of the debts they were holding because they knew it was worthless. They knew the notes were worthless. They're not, they're not dealing with that. They're dumping treasuries. You know, Russia's dumping, you know, a lot of a lot of different countries, Japan, a lot of these countries that hold United States treasuries are getting rid of them. Dollars are coming back to the U.S. And this has been predicted for years. And I've been paying attention for years, and I've been positioning myself for years. So instead of having the same Federal Reserve notes to China to pay the interest on the debt that the United States owe, China said we're not going to accept those notes. Send us tangible assets. The federal government instituted the cash for clunkers, specific years, and makes and models of vehicles, crushed those cars, and sent the steel over to China as payment. Gave gave you gave the United States citizens that took part in that program debt notes, war debt. And gave the actual value, the steel, in bulk to its creditor, China. So what is real money? Tangible assets. I know, I, you know, I grew up in the hood. We banking houses and stuff, and then, you know, the crackheads would run up in there and steal all the copper out of the walls. Because that stuff's worth money. That's, that's money. Copper is money. Nickel is money. Silver is money. Jay-Z did a song, said he, he bought a, a painting for $1 million. Two years later, it's worth $2 million. A few more later, it's worth $8 million. And he said he can't wait to give it to his children. He was teaching a lesson with regards to multi-generational wealth the best way he can because he's in a certain situation. So the United States recognized that the wealthy in this country, the informed, weren't playing. They weren't playing that game. They weren't playing that game. So millions of dollars were leaving this country and being held in other countries to purchase tangible wealth, gold and silver, because they did the gold uh, confiscation act. They actually confiscated silver 
and paid for the gold in Federal Reserve notes. And with this, these policies that have been put into motion with regards to what we understand to be money, there has developed over the past hundred or so years in what we know as the United States of America or America, as a wealth gap. The description of that wealth gap is no easier to describe as between so-called white Americans and so-called black Americans. According to the Urban Institute Survey of Consumer Finances for 2016, the median household income, okay, so median household income is your savings and your assets put together minus your debts. Whatever's left over, that's your median household income for the year. I'm sorry, median household wealth that you hold in 2016, the year 2016. So this is the savings that you saved in your assets minus your debts. Okay? So so-called whites, savings plus assets minus debt minus debts, median household income $171,000. All right? So-called blacks, savings plus assets minus debts $17,600. One hundred seventy one thousand to seventeen thousand. That's the wealth gap. They go on to say, um, in eighteen sixty three, I'm sorry, no. The average home ownership ratio in the early nineteen hundreds was sixty two point nine percent. families, right? The average white family, so-called white family in, in America, 62.9%. Average black family, 41.6%. Now, the average so-called white family is now in the 70s in the percents, where the so-called black family is still in the 40s. I think it jumped up a little bit from 41.6% to 42-something percent. Hold on, let me look. I'm on the Census Bureau right now. This is uh, www.census.gov. That's where I got these numbers. But you can, you can definitely don't believe what I'm saying. I wouldn't. Home ownership rates by family income. No, that's not it. Race and ethnicity. Uh, black, oh, 42.2%. So only from 41.6% in the early 1900s. To, from 2014 to 2018, according to the Census Bureau, census.gov, 42.2%, so-called black. That is horse crap. Um, we all, most of us understand um, the 
difference between subprime mortgages. The Center for Responsible Lending says uh, 52.9% of so-called blacks or black families are going to be pushed into subprime mortgages regardless of credit history. That's 52.9% versus so-called whites at 26.1%. This is another contribution to the wealth gap. Change in median net worth of the Great Recession. The Great Recession of, you know, 2008, 2007, 2009, or whatever. This is the the change of median wealth. So the average change in wealth, according to statistics, from this is Pew, Pew PEW Research Center tabulations, a survey of income and program participation data. So the change in median net worth of the Great Recession, so-called whites, only changed 16% in the Great Recession. Then we got so-called blacks that 53%, 53% of so-called blacks had a change in their net worth over half, whereas 16%, less than a quarter of so-called whites had a change in their median net worth due to the Great Recession. This is another contributing factor to the wealth gap. The Census Bureau also puts the median household income currently homeownership rates, I'm sorry, census homeownership rates by family income. So if you're a household with a family income greater or equal to the median family income, predominantly so-called whites, 78.3%. So if you make more than the median family income, according to the Census Bureau, you have a 78.3% chance to own a home. Whereas if you make less, it's straight at 50%. So 50% of households with a family income less than the median family income own a home. Whereas 78% of households with family income greater than the median family income own a property, own a home. Which is crazy. In 1863, the value of stock in slaves was worth over $3 billion. But today, Two-thirds of America's middle-class wealth is represented in home ownership. So if wealth is represented in home ownership, and 78% home ownership rates above the median family income, where 50% home ownership rates are below the median family income, And the change in median net worth during recessions is 53% for so-called blacks and only 16, 16% for so-called whites. What is going on? I'm going to tell you what's going on. We 
with regards to money, you've been lied to your whole entire life. The Federal Reserve note with the, with the picture of the President of the United States on it is not money. The American Eagle Gold and Silver Coin Program is the only government cro- program that's not sponsored by taxpayers. The only one. If you follow the money, you understand what's going on. As well with going back to China. April 19, 2016, China announced that uh, the new gold price in the physical market in Yuan. A month before that, March 16, 2016, the Shanghai put their gold exchange online. All trade countries with China has to be backed and is required to be backed by gold. China is the workhorse of the of the world. The trade wars with China are going on, and as they continue to go on, There is talk of China listing the United States note backed by gold on their currency exchange. This would be a problem because that would force the United States' hand. If you have a smartphone on your hand or a computer in front of you, I want you to go to the search engine Google and type in H period R period space five four. Zero four because it's a house resolution to define the dollar as a fixed weight of gold to push to back the currency by gold and silver is already underway it's been happening globally it's been going on for years and years we're just missing it what is real money gold and silver Federal Reserve notes depreciate in value. How are you going to move yourself and your family forward if you save in notes that are continually losing value? If you save in accounts that are denominated in a currency that is continuing to lose value. You're going to save yourself right into poverty. How is this set up? Why is it set up so? I'm going to say it was engineered this way pretty much from the jump. Y'all know me. I don't say nothing that I can't necessarily back up. So, that being said, I'm going to tell you. In 1903, the General Education Board was created. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm sure you're familiar with the General Education Board. You've heard of it. In 1919, John Dewey a professor 
at Columbia Teachers College established the Progressive Education Association, which main philosophy was the bulk of the population is biologically childlike, requiring lifelong care. You think I'm playing? Look it up. John Dewey, and Dewey was the one who created the Dewey Decimal System. I want to tell you that we've all been taught or actually miseducated with regards to what real money is and what real value is and how to perpetuate income. No longer work for money, but make money work for you, which sounds good, but how do you do it? It's called passive income. How do you get into passive income sectors? Let me just chill on that. Let me make a note of that. Passive income sectors. Okay. Dewey and other Columbia professors made it no secret that the objective of the Progressive Education Association project was to use the educational system as a tool to accomplish political goals. Look it up. John Dewey. In 1964, the General Board of Education became the Board of Education. Very few have any idea how our modern public educational system was born as to who drafted, funded, and designed the current education system and what their stated plans and goals were for public education. Most people feel that given the amount of money we spend on public schools that we should be producing much higher quality students that are equal to or at least some of them superior to education in other countries. That that was never the intention of the original framers of the educational system. In fact, the system is working exactly as a few men of enormous wealth had planned it all out nearly a century ago. Around the 20th century, a revolution, industry, and then industrialized society was in the process of forming. Only a very few men began to make vast fortunes in the fields of coal. Uh, I know coal, steam, oil, transportation, and finance. This is due to, you know, the ability to mass harvest nature's, you know, resources who are in, you know, advancing technological engineering which created overnight oligarchs or millionaires. Now, one amassed more wealth quickly than J.D. Rockefeller through his own interests. In the early 1900s, he amassed the equivalent of $663 billion in today's dollars, y'all. 
Other emerging industrialists created great wealth for themselves with the legendary J.P. Morgan, Carnegie, Mellon, Guggenheim, Vanderbilt, Peabody, and Ford. Today, we know them by the foundations they created, totaling over $550 billion in today's dollars, and by their vast corporate holdings and business, such as Chase Bank, Ford, Motor Company, J.P. Morgan Bank, Rockefeller Center, Carnegie Hall, so on and so forth, Rockefeller Foundation, Carnegie Foundation, Vanderbilt Foundation, Guggenheim Foundation, with uh, incredible wealth, also came enormous tax bills. Their solution was to create for themselves, with the help of politicians, tax-exempt nonprofit organizations or non-government organizations. NGE, non-government entities. In 1900, there were 21 corporate non-government organizations, and by 1990, over 50,000. Through the creation of the non-government organization, not only could they shelter wealth, but were also able to develop a new science called, check this out, scientific social engineering to influence federal, state, and local politicians and the public at large for their own wishes, desires, and needs. The newly created social propaganda campaigns created by people Walter Lippmann and Edward Bernays. By the way, Edward Bernays was a nephew of Sigmund Freud. The fathers of marketing, as they were called, and propaganda, respectively, they were able to regularly sell the public at will on the idea that non-government organizations were solely philanthropic and for the goodwill of all. <clears throat> the titans of industry, as the PR men dubbed them, were at the top, and the plan uh, was to stay at the top for the generations to come, the generations to come was to keep the working middle class from ever rising to power through controlling of the public education systems in the United States. I'm going to read that again. Their strategy was to keep the working middle class from ever rising to power through controlling of the public education systems in the United States. With such large controlling wealth, through their foundations came the resilient web of many useful friends in the political arena and in business. With connections in banking, Wall Street, law firms, media executives, and proprietors, along with behind-the-scenes PR firms, they can ensure any type of publicity and financial backing they wished, including the masking of literal agendas. Through the largest of their foundations, the Rockefellers, Carnegie, Mellon, Vanderbilt, Morgan, and Guggenheim foundations colluded to begin the process of designing the current public education system. The ability to deal with people is as purchasable a commodity as sugar or coffee, and I will pay more for that ability than for any other under the sun. In 1905, John D. Rockefeller kickstarted the creation of the General Education Board. Rockefeller alone, with $1905, initially gifted $1 million. That's a lot of money back then. Then increased it to $10 million in 1907. Later, 
a further sum of $32 million and through subsequent decades granted some $7.5 billion with significant money by significant influence and loyalty. In 1913, the 62nd Congress created a commission to investigate the role of these newly created foundations. The commission, after a year of testimony, concluded, quote, the domination of man in whose hands the final control of a large part of American industry rests is not limited to their employees, but is being rapidly extended to control the education and social services of the nation. The giant foundation exercises enormous power through direct use of its funds, free of any statutory entanglements, so they can be directed precisely to the levers of a situation. This power, however, is substantially increased by building collateral alliances which insulate insulate it from criticism and scrutiny. The Guggenheim Foundation agreed to award fellowships to historians recommended by the Carnegie Endowment. Gradually, through the 1920s, they assembled a group of 20 promising young academics and took them to London. There, they briefed them on what was expected of them when they became professors of American history. That 20 were the nucleus of what was eventually to become the American Historical Association. The Guggenheim Foundation also endowed the American Historical Association with $400,000 at that time. By 1950, the Rockefeller Foundation endowed Columbia Teachers College in New York City, formerly named uh, the Russell Teachers College, produced one-third of all presidents, I'm sorry, precedents of teacher training institutions, one-fifth of all American public school teachers, and one-quarter of all superintendents. John Dees, Rockefeller, and family additionally funded and founded the University of Chicago, Rockefeller University, the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research, John Hawkins School of Public Health, Harvard School of Public Health, as well as Rockefeller University Press. They also controlled and continue to maintain ownership control in text, school textbook companies and scholastic literature copyrights used in the public school system, thus being able to direct the historical narrative used in schools through Guggenheim's American Historical Society. Additionally, through the use of political favors and influence, as well as the structuring of public educational taxes through property ownership, these few foundations were able to mold educational policy and control the flow of funds to school districts and community colleges at the federal level. Why did I get into that? Why am I I talking about this? Because we're talking about money versus currency. And we're talking about being able to make ourselves and our families economically relevant. And in order to do that, we need to have specific information. And this specific information comes from informed families. I'm just going to keep it real. You're not going to get this type of information from a public family. Now, what I was reading, I put together. I got it from different sources and stuff, but it's something that I'm working on. But at the end of the day, I know exactly what non-governmental entity or organization they were using this. I know this is structure. I actually administer these one of those types of non-governmental organizations. And through endowments, Rockefeller was pivotal in the establishment 
of the single sex status of Spelman University. And actually, Spelman was the maiden name of Rockefeller's in-laws. It was his wife's maiden name, Spelman. A historically, quote, so-called black and Morehouse was Rockefeller's pastor and business partner's last name, Morehouse, another historically, quote, black college. So what is real money? Gold, silver, platinum, palladium, diamonds, emeralds, pearls, collectible art, collectible cars, land, real estate, whether residential or commercial, land. The quickest way to wealth is to ownership of land, ownership. You can leverage it. You can securitize it. You can take a loan out on it, uh, uh, a HELOC, home equity line of credit. Put that, put that money into a business, start making more money, pay off the loan. Now you got a business that's making money. The loan is paid off. You own the property. You can get a new property, get another. I mean, you can keep going. So what is real money? I'm going to say, number one, real money is your property, your home. Specifically, we're talking about gold and silver. But what is real money? Where, where land? Where does gold and silver come from? Land. Where does platinum, diamonds, emeralds, pearls, collectible cars? Where does the, the, the resources, the steel, and these components come from? Land. So what is real money? Land. This is how we perpetuate multi-generational wealth. This is what our people are missing. It's called multi-generational wealth. I didn't get nothing, and I'm not going to get nothing from my mother and father when it comes to monetary, when it comes to property, when it comes to land or nothing. I'm not going to get anything. And didn't get anything. <clears throat> Had to start over. Every single generation, we start over. The state probates the estate. Death tax, inheritance tax, um, <clears throat> generation skipping tax, probate tax, gift tax, all these types of tax. There's nothing left over for the family. The family's fighting over scraps. The way I behave over my share of this $50,000 is going to turn you off from me which you and you're my family and this money going to be gone in a year because it ain't nothing by the time the state's done with it and all the creditors are done with it and you and I won't be cool for the rest of our lives over some, over some money how do you perpetuate multi-generational wealth you get into passive income sectors. I told you I was going to get back into that passive income sector. For example, and you probably heard me say this because this was profound. When I heard this, it was a light bulb that went off in my head because I knew exactly what the dude was talking about. But they asked the gentleman who owned one eight hundred flowers, which is a three hundred dollar, three hundred million dollars a year business. And they said, you know, if the government outlawed flowers tomorrow, 
how long would it take for your family to notice a change in their lifestyle? And he said, never. And he went on and said that he separated his personal wealth from his business wealth. Let me say that again. He separated his personal wealth from his business wealth. How do you do that? Passive income sectors and strategy. What is passive income? Money that comes no matter what. What is the biggest hurdle <clears throat> with regards to getting into, into passive income sectors? Your structure. What do you mean, soaps? Your structure. Are you an individual? Yes. Do you do an individual tax return? Yes. Do you have an individual bank account? Yes. Do you have any trust? No. Do you have a foundation that's 501c3 tax exempt? No. That's why. Passive income sectors require different types of business structures. Because when you're when you're getting into the real type of passive income, it's perpetual income. It never stops. So you gotta have an entity that never dies. I'm sorry, that never dies. So it can perpetually receive that income. From that passive income sector One of the The first Part of Private wealth and passive income Sectors is called financial endowment Cultural institutions, museums Colleges, hospitals, universities They have access To certain types of accounts These types of accounts do, you know, 4%, 10%, 30%, 50% annually, sometimes. Sometimes 40% quarterly. And you set up an endowment with, you know, that cultural institution, that hospital, that museum, that college, that particular university, and it's a contract. And the, the contract is a split on the interest. So... Your trust or foundation is receiving passive income, interest payments on the endowment contract forever. Like you can look this up. Harvard, the school Harvard, can put all of its students through school and pay all of its faculty and still make money off investments just off of its endowment. It doesn't have to charge tuition. Of course it charges tuition. Of course it does, but it doesn't have to. And endowment is a big thing. Matter of fact, I was on the phone with the university earlier today talking about an endowment. Another one. I don't just talk about private trust and foundation and real money and passive income and passive income sectors and uh, different verticals with regards to getting into different sectors. I don't just talk about this stuff. I actually do it. And what I'm seeing and what's going to happen, there's going to be a change. A financial crash is coming to the United States. It has to. You can tell by what's been happening for the past. And I can tell by what's been happening for the past five years globally and geopolitically. 
There is a United States financial crash that is coming. It's going to be worse than the recession that is in the most recent memory. There's more than likely going to be a reissue of currency. From what I'm hearing, it's going to be called the U.S. note, the United States note, and it's going to be backed by gold. The $50 bill is going to be backed by gold. It's going to be a, um, a gold. And the, the dollar bills are going to be backed by silver. And then, you know, a combination of both going up, you know, 20s and 10s and so on and so forth. Whether it happens next year, the year after, it doesn't matter because it's going to change so many people's lives. I read the statistics with regards to the financial recession and how it changed the net worth of so-called blacks. 53% of so-called blacks had a negative change in their net worth due to the financial recession versus so-called white only had 16%. That's crazy. Why? It's the the information, number one. We're saving ourselves in the poverty. Our savings account is full of Federal Reserve notes that are steadily losing value. During a recession, financial portfolios such as mine and people like mine increase thousands of percents because while intangible assets are losing value at a horrendous rate, tangible assets are gaining value exponentially. Interest rates are raising. One of my, one of the, you know, one of the clients said that you know they got a notice from their student loan company that their student loan rate went up over a point, over one percent. Which ultimately means it costs them more dollars to pay off the loan than it was the dollars that they gave you. Same thing with mortgages. If you got an adjustable rate mortgage, prepare yourself. Refinance if you can But I see the writing on the wall I see the smoke in the distance And I see the clouds on the horizon And I'm not a You know A paranoid type person I'm a realist I'm a realistic person So what I'm telling you Is real to me Realistic Not a bunch of hoopla Not paranoia Not some prepper stuff Or whatever None of that and you know you can take it for what it's worth but now right now is the time to restructure yourself privately to save in tangible assets at the very least gold and silver and to start setting up your family for multi-generational wealth. Every time we buy sneakers, rims, subwoofers, nails, hair, passes to the game, entry to the club, that's money 
<clears throat> that we are putting into depreciating assets that could be going into appreciating assets. You set up the right financial endowment. The, the amount of deposit is paid back within four years, which means it's all profit. Forever. Now, if your private estate is set up properly and your heirs have to work together to administer that estate, that's doing the exact opposite of what the state is doing. more important than ever to get structured properly it's more important than ever to know what real money is why does it matter because over 53% of so called blacks had a negative impact on their wealth during the recession versus 16% of so called whites that is ridiculous that's why it matters So, with that being said, I'm going to open up the phone lines in a second. You know, I only only do this because I love y'all. And, you know, I can't, I can't save all of y'all because I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough so-called money. And when stuff hits the fan... I'm, I'm taken care of and my family is taken care of but I, and I can't fight all of y'all either while you over here trying to come at me because you didn't take care of yourself but at the same time your daughter's hungry and that is never funny especially when she's looking at you saying daddy why is my stomach grumbling That's real to me. I love you. Can't take care of all y'all. And I can't fight all y'all. But please listen to what I'm saying. I know a lot of y'all that hit me up and be like, yo, that's a lot for the trustee training. I know. It's less than half, less than a quarter of what I had to what I had to do. But you got to value it. You got to use it. You got to make moves. It's not for everybody. Dropout weight for trustee training is around, I would say, honestly, around 40%. Not everybody can cut it. Some people, you know, they, they, they'll they they'll come in and they'll be like, yeah, so I want to be part of the trustee training. And I tell them, you know, what the requirement is and that, you know, it's a trust contract between us. And they'll be like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do that. I can do that. I'm like, all right, so what's the donation? And, you know, and then stuff gets weird. Like, how are you going to tell me what you can do when you don't, don't do what you can do? How am I supposed to respect you? I know things happen and stuff happens and so on and so, so forth. And, I, and I, you know, I can appreciate that. But I know my people, man... I know my people too well. And I just want to say, you know, 
that's part of the thing that needs to change. My, ch- my life didn't change until I admitted to myself that nobody owes me anything. The world doesn't owe me anything. The president doesn't owe me anything. Europeans don't owe me anything. Nothing. The only, only one who owes me anything is me. And I'm saying all this because I love you and telling you. But if there was ever a time to get properly structured, understand what real money is, acquire tangible assets, acquiring land and getting into passive income sectors, and stop working for money, now's the time. But I, you know, I said that about the educational system because I don't, I understand, you know, we can be hard on ourselves. I want you to be hard on yourself because it was engineered. And the reason why I went on went through all that information was to show you. And you can go and research everything I said. So don't be hard on yourself. We all fell for it. Now's the time. You can email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. You want a consultation? You want to talk to me about trustee training? You want to learn more about foundations? Because if, 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 you, if you were paying attention... Congress said that these men operate free of any statutory infringement. You know how they're operating, what law they're using. Anyone teach you that law? I know what they're doing. I studied them and I've mentored under many people, four specifically, who have surprisingly put me on to information that only comes from the private or from informed family and I took it and ran with it ran with it I get people excited when I get to talking about what I'm doing these days so what you got going on these days so and I start talking man people like yo what you're doing what and what and what Because I have the proper education. The first thing is you need to become economically relevant. The only way you can do that is if you are holding real money in your household. That's it. Anything else is you can make it rain, cash rules everything around me, cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar, okay. All right. I'll pray for you. And I don't mean you pray, but I'll pray for you. And look up the term idol worship. In the meantime, I'm going to talk about the phone lines. Five minutes left in the broadcast. If you are checking out the show online currently, in the present, you want to call in 424-222-5250. Otherwise, you will get the bootleg in about four minutes, 30 seconds. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to go to the first caller. If you want to holler at me, you got any questions, comments, complaints, you want to cuss me out, just press one on your keypad, and I'll bring you in. First caller, 216-2369. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, hey, this is Bert. Peace to the God. 
Peace to God. How you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. I'm here in Cleveland. And Please? you know, to my okay. surprise, yeah, Cleveland, Ohio. To my surprise, okay. you know, one of the things that they did to continue to make your sons and daughters and my sons and daughters economic slaves, they stopped teaching them how to sign their autograph slash signature. They no longer teach cursive writing. How are you, why are they even going to school in this public school system if you don't even know how to sign your autograph? That is a, I, it's just unbelievable. But that's one of the ways that they want to, that's one of the ways that they're going to continue to perpetuate the economic slavery. You have to teach your sons and daughters. You have to teach your sons and daughters how to sign their autograph because they will never be able to contest a debt. The, the, a, a contract starts. It doesn't. It don't even exist until you give your autograph. Your autograph slash signature is the money. That's where it all starts. Am I right? Correct. You know, I I just don't understand it. I understand. If I had it, you mean public school. And the public is going only going to teach for the benefit of itself. So that's in the public's yeah. benefit for individuals to be unable to contest the validity of an instrument, you know, due to the way that the instrument was signed. That's in the public's best interest. That's in the creditor's best interest, bank's best interest, mortgage company's best interest. And I know that's I know I'm just. I'm just echoing what you what you're saying because I hear what you're saying and right. I agree 100. percent uh, it, it just it just never ceases to amaze me, and that's one of the reasons why I say I continue to say and I continue to thank the Most High and the ancestors for people like you, Yusufel. You know, to keep us enlightened, to bring these things, these facts to our attention. You know, because like you said, we have been lied to our entire lives as far as real money goes and wealth. I don't, I don't think it ever was a time where they taught economics in school. I just think it's, you yeah, know... What is that, Stockholm Syndrome? Like, look, let's say, you, and you, brother, you know, you sound like you might be older than me, so apologize, but, you know, if, if you were three years old and I'm your uncle, and I'm Uncle Soap, and you ask me a question, you say, how was money made? And I told you, oh, all I got to do is rev my engine. And then money comes out the tailpipe. And, you know, you're three years old, I'm Uncle Soap, you believe me, right? But then you, right. you get older, you're 15, you're 17, you realize, you know, that's not how money is made. If when I come around, I hope that you would be more skeptical of the things that I tell you. And all I'm trying to do, because that's a natural reaction, all I'm trying to do is bring to the attention to the people 
that you were lied to with regards to what money was. So with that being yeah. the case, what else were we lied to about? And yeah. when we began to start looking at that and taking those that question into consideration, I think you know, a lot of facts and truth come to light. But it's, it's done in a certain way for a certain reason. And if, if you're unaware of, you know, my style, if you're unaware of the weapon that I have, if you're unaware of how I'm coming to attack you, you can't defend against it. And, okay. and like you said, okay. economic slavery. And if we're being attacked through economics, the best way to attack us through economics is not to educate us with regards to Economics and the basic basic economic is what is money? What is wealth? How do you um, create wealth, hold wealth, and pass wealth from generation to generation with minimal erosion of that wealth? And that's right. not being taught, and that's what we're looking to bring here. You know, on the foundation as well as you know high frequency, man. You know, I appreciate you. You know, uh, checking out. I appreciate you. You know, commenting. And I, you know, I appreciate you um, acknowledging that you know high frequency. You know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to you know help people wake up. Cause it's not fun being by yourself, man. Not fun playing basketball by yourself. You know, being in business by yourself or hanging out by yourself. And that's, you know, really how we feel these days. Like, there's very few of us who we can, you know, go play basketball with. You know, or, you know, very few of us. And I mean that, you know, uh, metaphorically. Yeah, I know. I know. So, you know, more the more the merrier as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. You know, my father growing up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Growing up? Yeah. I can remember always uh, my father telling me, he used to always tell me, it is every man's responsibility to do his own investigation. And like you said, if we not uh, aware that we're being attacked economically, you know, we won't know. And knowing the money, knowing what money is, is it should be economics one on one. Right. You know, I remember taking a uh, a microeconomics class, and and as I study, you know, like for instance, they gave you an example of if you was in the desert and you you came across somebody with. A bottle with bottled water. That bottle of water, you may be even be willing to pay two thousand dollars for that water. That one bottle of right. water. But as you, as you, as because that bottle because that water is very, very viable to you. But if you wasn't in a desert, that same bottle of water will only be worth a dollar to you. You know, but and. They just turned, we've been practicing economics our entire lives growing up with our mothers and our fathers. 
only thing that they did was make it a curriculum. But they didn't teach us true economics. They just distracted us with their economics. You know. But like I said, I'm I'm so I'm so grateful to the most high for you and and, and you Sabrina and the whole high frequency family. You know. We all got to wake up. It takes we all have to speak together and wake up because we are distracted with a bunch of nonsense. They got us brainwashed. And with that I'll pass. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Um all praises due to the creator and ancestors and our most high. Um it was a pleasure. Thanks for calling in. And I look forward to talking to you soon, brother. All right. All right, peace. Peace. It's real. Think about it, though. Think about it. Doesn't it kind of upset you a little bit that ever since you were a child, you thought a Federal Reserve note was money when it's really a note, a debt instrument, and it wasn't really money? I was upset at first as well. You know, I was like, man, hold on, what? But it was great because what it did was it made me start looking at everything else. And that's what we all need to start doing. And like my man said, why were we even in those public schools? But I say there's nothing necessarily wrong with the public schools. Wrong is the education at home. And that's what we get back into informed families or uninformed families. Now, the Rockefellers, the Carnegie's, the Guggenheim's, these cats were informed families. But they were perpetuating the public school system for uninformed families to educate them just enough so that they can go work in the industries that they set up for their private estate. Crazy, huh? We'll go to the next caller. We got a, we got a 718, area code 718. Eight zero nine two. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, so how you doing? It's me, Dow. Hey, peace, family. How you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm all right. Hey, so I love you too, and I appreciate you too. Um, yes. I'm okay. Um, so L, you were saying about the hundred thousand dollar medium income, and um, and it's seventeen thousand. So say like um. I have a hundred thousand and I, I and I don't bill on that. I mean, I just I just keep that hundred thousand and I don't add anything to it. So that means that will always be my medium um, income. No, uh, I have that, income. That that was uh, for for families, so-called white and so-called black. So that's what they have okay. every year, minus you know their assets. So. Whatever you have in your account, like if you got Federal Reserve notes in your account, technically that's an asset, so they count that too. So it's the, the for the year is what that what that number oh. was. Oh yeah, cause I know the banks they don't. I think they don't show more than uh, two hundred fifty thousand FIDC, whatever they call it, A or whatever. But um, F-D-I-C. but what happens? Yeah, but uh, yeah, so, that's that's just. So that, but most people who don't who don't know or do know or they think they know. Um, what they do is just go open another account because it's it's two hundred fifty thousand per account, not per person. But go ahead. Okay. 
So say like, um, I just want to keep it like a hundred thousand and be more like this. And you know, and you were saying like, yo, if I got more than that, um, I'll be able to purchase a house. If I got more than, you know, the wife's, I'll be able to purchase a house because, um, maybe I got like a hundred and one thousand, a hundred and one thousand, um, and uh, so I'll be have better chances of purchasing that house. But say like I don't want to add anything and add any more. I just want to keep that same amount in the, in the bank account, and I don't want to add any more. So that would be that would be my um, income. They would look at that um, basically. Um, I would no, be good, be right? No, so I have to earn that every that hit, year. Yeah, the okay, first, the first year, year go ahead. when it hits your account. So let's say a hundred thousand dollars went into your account. Okay, so that's that's your annual income or counted towards your annual income. If it's the same $100,000 the next year, that's considered savings, not income. Oh, so say like, um, next okay. The next year, it's savings. My thing is $100,000 in cash in an account is ridiculously not smart. Because okay, the next thing I want... They depreciate, so you're okay. losing money every, every, every oh, single okay. day. That that value stays in that currency, it's losing value. So say like if I had it in silver, if I had it in silver, right? Silver, like go. silver or gold. I had it silver or silver or gold, right? And then like what okay. happened is that um basically um I so like I want to purchase this house and I got that in silver and gold, this property. I want to, you know, and um basically anybody who's gonna um um you know deal with me. Basically, um, they would have to deal with me on that on that same level, correct? Um, yeah, but they have the option to say no because you know they can they can not consent to contract with you. But yeah, what you're saying is correct. Okay, so like if like um, they can say like um, you know it's a lot of fine print and stuff like that. A lot of people don't read the fine print. So say like I say, well, like if you don't respond back in such and such day, that means like you agree with it. So, um, you know, they give you like a certain day to contest it, you know, you know, and if they don't, they, you know, dispute um, the contract, um, basically, um, they would have to, um, um, they would have to deal with me on that level, correct? Um, I mean, you, you know, got, the goal is civil. In order to do that, you got to already be in contract with them and then send the notice and then tell them what happens if they don't respond and then that would modify the contract due to a non-response but if you don't have a contract with them in the first place that's not going to work okay you know what I'm saying alright yeah so how are you doing otherwise man perfect no complaints at all zero that's good uh huh well um, I happened to tell my sister today I didn't want to talk to you because I know I'll talk to you later that you know I was passing just passing through and I stopped off to see her today well, uh, listen, man, I love you. Keep up what you're doing. And um, to everybody out there, if you play around, you're going to lay around. This this is what we so L is teaching us. It's no game. This is not a game. This is real. This is nothing to play with. This is something to, um, you know, you caught up what you learn it, so you put it into use, and you be caught up. If you don't, you're going to be stuck, and you're going to be behind. Okay, you know, as far as, you know, saving people, some people don't want to be saved, you know? So you can rescue them all day. They uh, still want to jump back into the fight. They still want to run back into the burning building. You know, some people like pain. Some people like suffering. And, you know, you got to recognize the ones who like suffering, who like pain, and just let them go through their pain and their suffering. You just can't stop people from going through pain and suffering because some of them like it. You know? You know, I know I don't like pain and suffering. I, I stay away from it. 
But so yeah, I'm gonna let you take the next caller, man. And um, peace and love to you and your family, all your loved ones. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you very much, man. Uh, love you You're too. Welcome. I'll talk to you soon, man. Peace to the God. Okay, definite. All right. Peace. All right, all right. I think this is the sister right here. Three four seven zero five two nine. Three four seven zero five two nine. Peace. Which name were you calling from? Peace, community. Peace, kings and queens. Peace, my brother. Let me tell you something. That was so much needed again. Dropping the nuggets. But I'm going to tell you something, community. Private training, private trustee training is serious business. It's not about playing games. You got to study. You got to go through some, some trials and tribulations. You got to really get grounded and you got to get focused. Just like you put the effort forward to get the latest sneakers and you stand on these lines 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning and you're on your grind and get these sneakers, you can hit those books, you can get on your grinds and make that money. You know, you spend it $300, $400, $500 for a pair of jeans, you can spend that for private education. And like I was talking to a friend today, and I try to explain to them that, you know, I'm not hanging out because I'm changing my circles and I'm trying to get educated in the private. He's like, how did you find out about that? I said, ah, that's why they in the private. He said, but I've been trying to find out for years. I said, well, you know what? That's what happens. I got blessed with that. I ran into an awesome set of brothers, and I'm going to do what I got to do. The thing about it is all of y'all that sitting here, Oh, it'll be around, it'll be around. No, brothers and sisters, it's not going to be around. For some of y'all that finally got caught up from all these communities with the the CPNs, the EINs, and all of you know, sovereign citizens, you know, yeah, proper information, you're going to be all right. But if you got the proper information and you're doing it the wrong way, some of y'all going to end up in jail. And that's real. They are not playing with us. And I keep trying to tell people, all of those of us who got caught up, especially with the private training and the personal funding and the corporate funding, yeah, y'all playing these little games. You're getting these CPNs, you're playing these little games. But everything has a catch-up point. Everything has an expiration point. Just like the foundation is here now, when the wrong people get a hold of this, it's going to shut it down. But let me tell y'all something. You got that money now. You're squandering it. You're playing with it. You better put it away and start putting it towards that training. Because when these programs close down in the private, some of y'all going to be in trouble. And that's real. You're not going to be able to locate half the people that you're talking to now. Because when they go in the private, they're going to stay in the private this round. Pick yourselves up, invest that money. If you ain't got it all, be a man about it, be a woman about it, honor your word. True kings and queens, all they got is they honor and they word. Stick by your contract, that verbal contract, that written contract, and you're going to be all right. My brother Saltel. Peace to you. Peace, kings and queens. Catch up, people. Catch up. Because it's getting ready to close out on us. Catch up. Peace, community. 
Peace. I was just the vet. I was always dropping knowledge. You know, always love it when she joins us. I'm going to go to the next caller. I wasn't paying attention. I'm going to go, when all else fails, go to Coppertone Bay. Coppertone, peace. Yes, indeed. Greetings, 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 salutations. Peace. This is one of the You know what I mean? Uh, well, I'm a Lenko, wherever you may be, you know what I'm saying? Peace be unto you, to brother before it lies. You know what I'm saying? From Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, you know, it's another one, folks. It's another one. You know, uh, it's all about value. Acknowledging more value, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you gotta think about it. When you came out the womb, if someone else took the acknowledgement and the consideration, so to speak, consideration, key word. <laughs> I didn't say money, but someone else put forth the consideration to create an image of yourself, of you, and so to speak, and utilize that in a capacity for the vessel to be charged and be responsible for certain uh, for certain things or whatnot in action. Uh, create a thing within your image and your likeness. If they took the consideration and do that, why don't you develop the time and effort to be able to do the same for yourself? Sit down and recognize your true value. Recognize that you know uh, that at the end of the day, if you if you really don't truly value uh, what you're supposed to, there will be something or someone else that will. So uh, this is the truth, you know, this is the true structure and the truth set up. We've got to be able to collectively come together and uh, be able to harness our kinetic, uh, potential, tangible, intangible uh, energy, you know what I'm saying, creating, creating assets so we can be able to grow this trust. You know, uh, like you said once before in the last show, brother, trust starts first in thought in the mind. You know what I'm saying? It's created first there, then it's put down in a skillful manner to what we manifest and put it on paper, put it in another realm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's truly beautiful. I give a thanks for you, brother. From day one, you've been you've been a one from day one, man. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know. Uh, I need to catch up on you know many certain things for a time. You know what I'm saying? But I will. I keep the economical mindset as I'm a new, so I can maintain my value of who I am and what I'm able to do. You know what I'm saying? So, despite whatever we go through, that adversity it is trying to show you something. You know, you, you need to go through it because that's the way. Only way, the only way out is in. One man out. You know what I'm saying? The only way out is in, man. Only way out is in. We gotta, we gotta know that. You know, right, why can't you put your faith and belief? Yes, sir. Right. It's the only way, bro. It's the it's only way. So. That's one of the realest things that I've heard today is that you're going to be tested. If you want to go private, you want to you want to start that business, you want to get that job, you want whatever you want, you're going to be tested. And the, the larger thing or achievement that you're looking to gain, the larger the test goes to you gonna say, oh, I want this, I want this, and then it's, it's gonna be okay. So what? What are you willing to forego? So like, 
They'll say, oh, I want the car. I want the car. But in order to get the car, you got to pay the, pay the price. You know, are you, can you pay the price? Are you willing to do what it takes to pay the price? You know, are you willing to put yourself in a position that you need to be in to pay the price? Are you willing to stick with it and be consistent so you can put yourself in a position to pay the price? And that's really what it's about. And then spiritually, when you start making spiritual steps, oh, there's definitely spiritual tech. You say, oh, I'm be good sure. in the world. I'm not going to do anything negative. Okay, so as soon as you jump in your car, you're going to get cut off three times. Mm. Universe going to see. Are you, are you for real or are you just playing? Sure. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, like, one of the other things that I can say is, you know, a quote from, um, his name was Baha'u'llah. He was a Persian dude, Persian prophet. He said, busy thyself not with the things of this world. For with fire we test the gold, and with gold we test our servants. I was like, what? One of the illest quotes. But yeah, you definitely going to be tested. Definitely. Definitely. But go ahead, fam. My bad. I don't usually jump in on you. Uh, yeah, nah, but you, nah, that's, 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 that's definitely what it is, man. That's, that's, that's powerful. The test, the test shall be, you know what I mean? Uh, without, without that, everything else will be relevant. That's just on, that's just on the way. That's the way you're going to have to actually obtain it, you know? Uh, and you know we it's, it's powerful we can do this thing collectively but it's only a chosen it's only a chosen you know what I'm saying selective that will be actually uh, that this means this means this means something to them you know what I'm saying so that means that they will they will actually walk their own path that's eventually how we actually meet up you know what I'm saying uh, we all walk our own path you know what I'm saying uh, building character you know what I mean and uh you know, with that, as you do that, this helps you out. Wow, man, I'm looking at like shit, man. I'm looking like like five ambulance, ten police cars. What's going on out here, man? Crazy, man. Man, my bad, man. Uh, but wow, it, 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 it's crazy, so man. Out here, we, we definitely gonna be tested, folks. We definitely gonna be tested. But that brings the true value of who we are. So I recognize that now. I don't. I don't run away from adversity, nor do I create it. I, I try not to create. That's not my intention, because it's, it's so much of it. But uh, I, I, I don't run from adversity. I must go through in, uh, in order to uh, to achieve and accomplish, you know, and attain uh, the true purpose of what it is. So that's what it is, though. Diverse portfolios, you know what I mean? Create extreme income, investing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what it is, converting it to true value, not holding on to a depreciated note, you know, what more can we say? You know what I'm saying? That's truly what it is. I mean, if you're a natural person, came from the creator, I believe you should hold uh, more so natural things that, that have that value, that valuable, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying, like it should match. Fictitious things go with fictitious things. Natural, organic things go with natural, organic things, like the dietary. You wouldn't catch me eating on chemical something that I, I'm not able to comprehend versus something that grows directly at the ground. So that's the same way we should be able to value our level of uh, planning and structure when it comes to those different sectors, setting up those different sectors. You know what I'm saying? So it's truly beautiful, though, man. I give thanks for it. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's right, man. I want to say one. 
You know what I'm saying? You know how it is. Uh, you know, I got certain ones tuning in. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's truly beautiful, bro. Uh, I give thanks from the creator all the way down and stuff for Father to you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because you are doing the work. You know what I'm saying? You are about your father's work. And it shows. You know what I'm saying? Not just bumping dogs. You know what I'm saying? Popping things and all that. The show is truly what it is. And you know, the ones who really know true divine service, they should be thankful for that. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't going to breathe too long. You know what I mean? Because, you know, every time it's any time the building exists, we can do this forever. So, but at the same time, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I get with you, so, you know, I'm here. Uh, I got the same jot down that I do need to do to a trick. And uh, I'm going to definitely reach out. Go connect. Uh, reach out once again. Got the document. I've been busy in, into, the, into the business, unincorporated. Man, I'm telling you, some beautiful things going on, man. Some beautiful white people operating from trust. You know what I'm saying? Operating from trust, man. That's all I like to say, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's truly beautiful, man. Uh, and, and what it is, man. I'm gonna get with you though in a minute, though. I'm in transit as we speak. My next stop is coming up, so we here. Give thanks, people. We out. Give thanks. Peace to the gods, man. Peace. Peace to the gods, man. Love. Peace. Peace. Thank you, family. Always appreciate, you know, brother Coppertone calling in, you know, I mean, I guess the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, I respect the fact that, you know, what I do is respected and people are picking up what I'm putting down and people value, you know, what I'm putting out, you know, because, you, know, you know, I could be doing a lot of different things, you know, I'm very smart, um, you know, I pick up on things very fast. I'm very good with communication. I'm very good at business. I could be doing a lot of things right now. And, you know, I choose to, you know, act in charitable nature. And, you know, I respect and appreciate, you know, when, when, when people can see that. You know what I mean? And people, it's not, the, it's not the, 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 the fact that, oh, hey, I see what you're doing. So thanks, man. You're the dopest. It's not necessarily that. It's more of I got something from what you said. You know what I'm saying? Or I learned something or you said it in a way that I didn't never thought about it or something like that. That's what drives me. You know, I feel like and I still feel like that I have, you know, stuff to give uh, a certain perspective that is interesting and thought provoking. And, um, you know, people are listening. So that's why I'm talking. If it wasn't nobody listening, I wouldn't be doing the foundation. This, this has nothing to do with vanity or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm serious. I'm so serious. So like I definitely appreciate you family, you know, thought you know, love you family. I love all y'all. And uh, you know, y'all are really the reason why I do this, because if I can see you succeed and happy, I'm a smile. I'm the type of person like if I'm in a restaurant and you at a table and someone crack a joke or you know, they made a funny face or they had milk come out their nose or something and you started laughing and it was a genuine laugh. I may not start laughing. I might. I might start laughing with you and not even know why. But more than likely, at the very least, I'm a smile. You know what I'm saying? And if you know what I'm saying, then you understand for me, that's a pillar. That's like beyond all the weird stuff and the self-absorbed stuff. And that right there is, is 
is something I pride myself in. So, you know, with that being said, I, I, I just appreciate that y'all pick up stuff that I put down and, and that y'all appreciate the shows, man. That's that's really it, man. You know, the donations are super dope. They're extra dope. Sometimes I don't know how to handle them. Like, I kind of feel weird. You know, all the people doing the trustee trainings that trust me and, you know, look to me to help them with their estate and their family and helping them with their children and their property. It's just humbling really humbling so thank you you know what I mean y'all can say thank me but I'm so L and I'm saying thank you but with that being said I'm gonna bring in my guy Biggity Brian from the Bay what's going on fam you're welcome <laughs> yes thanks thanks <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna mess with you cause you said thank you brother for putting this on you know doing what you do so, you know, you're putting out the information and, it's, you know, people need to soak it up. So, you know, you're putting that good vibe. So, hopefully, and it sounds like you've been getting them back. So, I'll keep on, you know, pushing that out. The good vibes I could give you and hope everybody else can. But back to what you were saying as far as, uh, I'm not surprised, man. I'm really not. I don't know why you'd be surprised about people, um, you know, not trying to teach people because, uh, you know about what's money or what's you know fiat and all that because you know there's a lot of people who I feel like that if they can't compete with you why would they tell you you know if you look through history certain group of people always been paranoid by another group of people because you know they look at them and say man these people are doing this and they dealing with all this you know stress and all that and they're doing this and you look through history and these people used to do this, and they used to be the, you know, the teachers and all the stuff of the world, and, you know, taught, taught people, you know, how to rewrite and all this other stuff. You, you might not want to, uh, you know, tell them the game, you know, because you might be paranoid about, like, man, but if they get a hold of this, they might overshoot me, and then I'm going to be way, you know, back to square one. So, you know, it, but... It, our way I look at it is you put what you get out. So if they don't want to tell somewhere down the line, you know, it might come back to, uh, you know, that negative or that energy might come back to haunt you, you know, bite you in the, you know what. But yeah, I'm not surprised because that's how some people work. They're not going to tell you like you sitting this here, giving this information because you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not stressing. You know what you're doing, you in your lane, and and but some other people, they'll they'll give you a little bit. And then say, well, I'll give you more if you come to my website or something like that. You know, you drop a lot of information. You don't have to. So because I, the way I look at it, you're not you're not concerned with it. And, you know, you you already been doing what you're doing. Same thing as uh, Brother Yusuf. He's been pushing his work. And at a certain point, you don't care. You just keep on doing what you're doing. But I feel like those those families... Because I don't think that some of these families have a skill. They Their skill was just to duplicate other people's stuff or mimic other things that was popular. They might be paranoid because if all of a sudden they don't have some type of, you know, tangent or, I mean, you know, type of property or something, you know, tangent goods or something, they might not be able to succeed, you know. It made me think of the movie, uh, what's it called, Trading Places, where Eddie Murphy's character was like he, he was a hustler. But the other dude, Dan, his character wasn't a hustler. He got he couldn't do it. 
he knew how to work the system, but he, the hustler helped him. You know, they both helped each other because they he knew how to work the system and he was a hustler. When you're a hustler, you're gonna figure out how to get where you need to get. So, like I said, I'm not surprised. It's it's, it's just something that I focus on and something that you know I adamantly educate people about is how this thing is set up from the early 1900s the inception of the educational system you know I feel like a lot of it has to do with you know self esteem oh if I was tricked my whole life then I couldn't figure that out how am I going to figure out how to get out of the system how do I figure out how to start my own business how do I figure out how to not be dependent on bi-weekly paychecks and stuff like that and I think that's part of it as well you know I mean, John Dewey said that the bulk of the population is biologically childlike and requires lifelong care. So, you know, through the institutionalization of such, you know, views, that's the way society's set up. So it's hard to, you know, muster up, you know, the positive opinion of yourself that's required to do something about it. So my thing is just to, you know, bring light to as to the why. And show that it's like it was engineered by very wealthy individuals for the benefit of their private estate through the use of public enterprise for which they want everyone to be human resources and human capital or human cattle for their public corporations for the benefit of their private family. Yeah. So like, I, you know, I, I know myself and my people. You know, you tell me, you know, I can't do it. I'm going to do it. And on top of that, let me find out that you're actively working against me. Like, you're trying to make me fail. It's going to make me work harder. So, like, our people are very competitive. You know what I'm saying? So, But we're only competitive in things that we feel that we can compete. I'm just trying to let everyone know that we can compete in this stuff, this arena, you know, as long as we have the right information. I'm trying to give the proper information and show that yo, I'm one of I'm one of us, and this is exactly what I'm doing, and this is how I'm doing it. So really, you know. Yeah, I got what you're saying, man. Thing. That makes sense, man. Cause um, yeah, I, it's it's like the same thing. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you know about it, and I maybe you already said it, but it's the same thing. The whole women's revolution. They said a lot of if you start looking at it, it was kind of. Um, made by people who had money because they looked at the population and said, dang, you know, we can we only tax in half of the population or we can tax the whole population. Let's make it seem like there's a problem with that. So, you know, they start pushing their, you know, their propaganda. Same thing about cigarettes. As you looked at the time, they were saying at the same time when the women's revolution was going, they were pushing cigarettes. And a lot of people don't realize on top of that, if everybody's working, who's taking care of the children? So that way they get the children at a younger age because they were talking about, when I was reading a bunch of stuff, they were talking about they would get the children sometimes to be in school at 10, 7 or something, and they already been programmed by the mother and the father because the mother had the kid. And, you know, to me, women don't realize how them being at home is actually more valuable than them sometimes going to try to work in this corporate world because... You say you're doing all this for the child, your your child, but you let somebody else put the information in your child's brain. So you know, 
you know, I, I, that's what I look at. They just, I look at it like you said. They're I personally, I feel they're paranoid because if you look through history, a lot of us, what our people did, they claim that they did. And you start looking, you say, well, they didn't do that. And so if you saw all this greatness, they like, I can't compete with that. They get paranoid, though. But that's on us to start stepping up and start, you know, focusing on the stuff. You know, within the system, we get athletes and all this other stuff. Imagine if a lot of us start focusing on the other, you know, being better, you know, better businessmen and all this stuff. You know, I don't know. I, I, see, the, I see the glass have... Um, Set of scene, you know, half empty like some people do. So I'm just trying to pull it up as much as I can, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. But you know, it's a process, man, and you know we can use all the help we can get. And that's why you out here, man. <clears throat> well, I appreciate you, man. I'm about to wrap the show up, man. You got anything else? Hey, nah, man. I, I got that's all I got to say, man. Just everybody keep doing it because, like, one thing else I would say is, look, I'm not the, I, you know, I, I don't know if I said this before, but I'm not the greatest uh, reader of information. But I don't make excuses about it. It might take me longer. I might have problems with it, but I try to work with people that can help me and utilize others. You know, like listen to your show and watching all the shows. Cause and watching a lot of YouTube videos, I mean, if you really start trying to learn about stuff, you'd be surprised what you could find. But I feel like you should be trying to read books, too. So, like I said, I'm a terrible reader, but I still be trying to do it. On my phone, on whatever. So, you just got to keep on pushing it, you know. So, keep pushing No excuses. Yeah, don't worry about the boo-hoo. Chugga-chugga-choo-choo. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Oh, he dropped off. Piece of Brian Bay fell off. Fell off. And definitely, as I wrap up, peace to you. You know, like I say, I probably could say more, but, you know, the reason why I do this show is for my people. You know, the reason why I do what I do is for my people. You know, I've done other things, been successful in other things, but, you know, this is what I choose to do now. And, you know, like the sister said, nothing lasts forever. And I can tell you this, you know, this next, you know, pop off or whatever with the economy, please believe that I'm going away. And I don't mean going to jail. You know, no longer will I be in the public. It's time for me to do other things. Nothing lasts forever. So I'm trying to do as much as I can, as quickly as I can, before what I know happens naturally all throughout the universe occurs, which is change. So with that being said, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all for sticking with me for these years. And I'm going to continue for as long as I can continue to keep putting out shows and doing my best to put out, you know, valuable content. But in the meantime, it's up to you to make action, to take action and to do something. Now, I know a lot of people like just to have information and then just sit on it. Like, you know, we save money and save information. Some people save toilet paper. Bottom line is um, knowledge without action is disrespectful. 
far as I'm concerned. But no one's going to come save you. No one's going to run up to you on your way to work tomorrow and say, hey, man, you know, I know, or hey, sis, I know, you know, it's been all bad, and, you know, um, I've noticed that you've been struggling, and you've, been, you've just been trying, and it didn't work. So here's this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take care of everything, and blah, blah, blah. No, that's not going to happen. The only way anything positive is going to happen to you is if you create it for yourself. But everything begins in your mind. We got to change what we know. Reestablish our foundation, knowledge, and understanding, and move forward. And I know you can do it, because if I didn't believe in you, I wouldn't be doing these shows. I won't be investing time, and I'll never get back on this plane at this moment, in this time, on this earth, into these, you know, these, these broadcasts. I believe in you. If you don't believe in yourself, you can't throw anything in the air that you don't have in your hand. So believe, begin, become. First two are most important. Believe and then begin, which means you got to start. You got to do something. And the first step is usually the hardest because you know what you want to do. And the first step is whack, honestly. Because you know that's the first step and you got to do a bunch more. But in order to achieve, believe, begin, become, you got to make correct information um, decisions and apply information correctly or correct information correctly. And my mission is to provide correct information. Your job is to apply it correctly. And with that being said, if you need a private consultation, you want to inquire about trustee training, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Welcometothefoundation.com, you'll find PDFs, you can read, they're all free. You can make a donation to the foundation, you can schedule a consultation. You can find all of the social media accounts, as well as find some of the YouTube videos that have been put up thus far with regards to the archive episodes of the foundation. But yeah, I mean, email me. I'll email you back, usually. I'll do my best. Unless, you know, some people, this one guy, some people hit me up with, the, you know, I just can't respond to it. I'm sorry, you know. I don't know what else to say. But 99% of the time, I'm going to hit you back. And it's all love. And if you need help, you need a hand, you need a shoulder, I got you. But I'm not going to do nothing for you. The universe doesn't do nothing for you. No one's going to do nothing for you. But if I see you trying, the universe see you trying, you're going to get some help. So make a move for yourself, for your future, for your family, for your heirs. Because truly, through our children, it is the only way we actually live forever. But that's just on the DNA side. On the spirit side, what did you instill into your family members and your heirs that is a part of you? That they're going to take with them and perpetuate through the generations. You can only do that with entities that never die. These are private entities, contract trusts, private family foundations, so on and so forth. Email me if you're serious. Don't play me, don't play yourself. 
I'm trying to play me. You actually play yourself. You don't play me. You play yourself. I love you. I appreciate you. Welcome to the foundation.com. HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com. Keep studying. Keep investing in your private education. Don't give up. And I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Foundation. I am so L. I'm out of here. Peace to the kings and queens. Peace to the gods. Peace to the goddesses. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.